when I was 16 years old, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD. Um, and I never really wanted to share my story. Even when I started pageants and in the pageantry world, it's so important to have a platform or something that you're passionate about, but I never wanted to share um, that I was passionate about mental health because I didn't want anyone to know that I struggled with mental health and I didn't want anyone to feel like there was something wrong with me. Hi guys, welcome back to Normalize the Conversation. My name is Francesca and today I'm here with Anna Gabriela Hercha, International United Miss Colorado Teen and I'm so excited you're joining me. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so thrilled to be on today. So how are you? I'm doing really good. It's a really good day. It just snowed over here in Colorado. So kind of oh, looks like amazing. a Christmas wonderland, even though it's January, not Christmas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So tell me a little bit about you. So um, as you know, I'm Miss Colorado Teen for International United Miss. Um, and for any of you interested, International United Miss is an amazing pageant system, um, which focuses not so much on outward beauty, which I think a lot of pageants focus on, but more on your inward character and finding a good role model for, their, for your generation. And it's just a really great system in general. Um, I went to nationals last year and I got second place, which was oh. so incredible. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And I walked away um, with Best Speaker Award, uh, which was really incredible as well. It's called the Spokesmodel Award. Um, and then besides that, I'm, I just graduated college with my associate's degree. Congratulations. Two jobs and managing my reign. So really busy over here, but it's been good. It's been really blessed. I'm so glad you're able to make time to come hang out with me and record this episode. And tell me a little bit about transitioning with during a pandemic from college student to working and what that's like, because it's so difficult to graduate during a pandemic. Schools went online, you're not with your friends in person every day, and then all of a sudden you guys are living completely different lives. So uh, what, what has that been like? Sure. Yeah, well, just school in general, like it was a lot more difficult online um because it was online I think it's so much easier and anyone who's watching this who's in school can probably agree that it's so much easier to get distracted yeah. while you're at home and it's like I can't focus because my dog is over there or whatever you know um so that was a lot harder but just the transition I actually felt the transition was um, probably a lot easier than it would have been in most scenarios because I think most people are just really wanting to go back to normal and live their lives um, as if COVID had never happened. And I think going back to work has given me the opportunity to do that because I'm not stuck at home anymore. I can actually go out and work and do my job. And so, um, you know, it's still the transition of being like, oh my gosh, I'm an adult now. Like I have to file taxes like what <laughs> you know um yeah. and I have to manage my schedule and you know all these responsibilities like it is definitely a different season in life and it's hard at some points but you know it's all just part of the adventure and I would encourage everyone out there who's going through this transition and even if it's 
you know, a little crazy or you're moving away from home to just enjoy it. You know, it's a season in life that only happens once. It's exciting um, and it can be a little stressful, but just enjoy it because it only comes once um, and then it's gone. So that's amazing advice. And I think a lot of kids right now are really struggling with managing online school and for the first time having to really be accountable of their schedule. Oh, yeah. Now you have to choose between going on Instagram and going to class, doing your schoolwork and turning the TV off. Which one are you going to do or turning the TV on? But a lot of people are, I feel like, really struggling. And then you have the whole group who graduated during the pandemic and all of a sudden, you know, are they ready to get jobs? And a lot of jobs aren't hiring anymore because of the economy. So it's this very different state for so many people who don't know how to cope with it. So I think that was just amazing advice for anyone who's going through it. Yeah. And I think also too, part of it, because I know last year, a lot of people, a lot of high school students weren't able to have any college students weren't able to have graduations um, because of COVID. So I think I really would just encourage people to, you know, Um, you know, it is sad that they weren't able to graduate, but getting a job is actually kind of a step back into going back to normal life. So it's probably not as scary as a lot of people may see, at least during this COVID crazy world. That's absolutely amazing. I love the way you speak about it because a lot of people are afraid to go get jobs now. They don't know. I think COVID really put a lot of anxiety brought up a lot of anxiety and everyone's starting to really second guess themselves and who they are and who they want to be. And we've seen so much change. Most of the world has really gone online. So Mm -hmm. what kind of jobs, a lot of jobs and a lot of career paths are now so different and what's that going to look like? So I love how you talked about just getting a job and taking that one step forward back into a sense of normalcy is so, so important. Oh yeah, no. And you're absolutely right. Like It's just so strange. I think the hardest part about just COVID in general and the fact that we have a lot of jobs have moved to home and schools at home um, is the fact that we don't get to interact with people. Like I'm a hugger. So it's so weird like to see someone be like, "Ah, can I hug you? Can I not? Like, is that, you know, is that weird? And just the fact that we don't get to interact with people as much or touch people as much, I think has really affected just the way humans function in general because humans need that connection and we need you know touch is actually so important for just the way our brain functions you know so exactly um hopefully everything goes back to normal soon (laughs) hopefully or into this new normal whatever it's going to be but I know I can't wait for the day where we can just go and walk around and hug each other and you know, we don't all have to be so far apart and we can see each other's smiles. I think that's going to be the most amazing thing when you're walking down the street and you can see a stranger smile at you again. Because I feel like that's something we all took for granted and no one realized how cool it was to just see someone else's smile, someone you don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just talked to a boy recently who got his braces off, but he was wearing a mask. So no one got to appreciate his cute little smile. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we start seeing a little bit more back to normal functioning human, you know, interaction. With this vaccine, hopefully soon things will be 
back to whatever this new normal is going to be. You started this um, organization or this community called Hidden Abilities. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so I am a huge advocate for mental health, hence why I'm on here right now, um, simply because I, I relate so much to it. Um, when I was 16 years old, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD. Um, and I never really wanted to share my story, even when I started pageants and in the pageantry world, it's so important to have a platform or something that you're passionate about, but I never wanted to share um, that I was passionate about mental health because I didn't want anyone to know that I struggled with mental health and I didn't want anyone to feel like there was something wrong with me or, you know, that I was not okay in some way. And, you know, eventually it reached to the point where, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, it reached the point where I really felt like I needed to share my story because I needed to show people that when it's not only, you know, if you do struggle with some sort of mental health, like anxiety or depression or OCD or whatever it may be, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, first of all. And second of all, um, that's not the end of your story. And that is not your defining factor. And not only can you overcome, and I want to show people how they can overcome because I am living proof that you can overcome, but you can use that struggle and that trial that you went through um, for good. And now, for example, I'm using it because I want to help other people who might be struggling with the same thing. Um, so Hidden Abilities is um, an organization that, or a platform really, is just kind of what I'm calling my platform. Um, of there's mental health is labeled as a hidden disability um as you all know a disability is something that's kind of a hindrance to a person and mental health is just labeled as hidden because no one can see it but i wanted to turn that around and say that instead of a disability it can be an ability and so i, I turned it to hidden abilities yeah I absolutely love that. So with hidden abilities, what is your main message that you want people to get out of it? My main message is that whatever you may be struggling with, whatever your mental health is, it doesn't have to limit you and it doesn't have to define you and you can use it for good. And so I guess the whole point is that it's not a disability. It's not a hindrance. It may be tough sometimes. I a hundred percent understand. Um, but it's not who you are and you can rise above it and you can use it for good. So, um, I guess, I don't know, do you talk a lot about, um, OCD on, um, inspiring my generation? I know you talk a lot about, um, a lot of other. So that's actually the post that's coming out this week that we are recording. So, I am doing a post on let's talk about OCD on, I think it's Friday, but I haven't talked about it too much because I'm still learning about it. And last night I attended this amazing support group called Space Movement. And the speaker that they had talked about OCD and living with OCD and some of the obsessive thoughts that she has struggled with and lived with and has really affected her life and how sometimes it's not they're very scary thoughts and it can be very difficult to deal with and feeling like you're completely alone because 
no one talks about it. People don't open up about the different types of thoughts you can have. A lot of people think it's like obsessively counting and everything has to be an even number or that things have to be organized a certain way. And it's so much more than that. So I have a much different understanding of what it is now. And I'm still learning and exploring. And I think it's one of the mental illnesses that nobody's really talking about enough because I watched so many people last night say, start crying and just say, oh my goodness, I thought I was completely alone. I never see honesty about OCD. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of um, people, unfortunately, don't really understand what OCD is. And it's not, I don't think it's because they don't want to understand. I think it's just because um, whether it's the media or whatever it may be, our culture, um, we've taken the term OCD and labeled it as something maybe funny or a lot lighter than it is. Like, you know, you probably have heard all the time that when someone's really meticulous or a perfectionist, they say, oh, you're so OCD. Or, yeah. But that's really not the case. Like, that's not what OCD is at all. Um, there's actually a show which is funny. My One of my favorite shows of all time. It's called Monk. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I haven't. Really? Oh, recommend it but it's about um a detective who has ocd and they portray him as being really um really clean and really detail oriented and really meticulous which um definitely you can see in ocd people but the majority of the time you don't and that's not the stereotype even though it's labeled to be the stereotype um so before I, I, I was diagnosed with OCD, that's what I thought it was. I thought it just meant you're really clean or you're really, you know, like, why are you so OCD about everything, you know? But um, I guess, like, if it's okay with you, I'd like to explain what it is. Yeah, of course. Um, so obsessive compulsive disorder is um, when a person is, has very intrusive thoughts. Um, and that is the obsession part of the obsessive compulsive. So these, these thoughts come that an individual, um, they're really disturbing. They're, they're thoughts that an individual doesn't want to have. Um, and they're very, very difficult to get rid of unless the individual performs a certain action, which is the compulsion part of obsessive compulsive. So for example, a person can be really obsessed with um, germs and they think that if their house isn't 100% clean all the time then something terrible is going to happen to them or their loved ones which in the mind of a normal a normal person um, might not make any sense at all but to the mind of the individual who struggles with this um, it makes perfect sense and so they'll probably do something like um I mean, most of the time, the actions that are performed, so the compulsions, have nothing to do with the thoughts. So someone who's really afraid of germs might not only clean a whole ton, but they might be really into um, having things like placed in a certain spot or in a certain way, even though that has nothing to do with germs. But in their mind, if they don't have it a certain way, then something bad's going to happen. Or someone may be really have these thoughts that uh that their house is going to light on fire or something like that so they'll check the oven to make sure it's off 
25 times before they leave, or they'll make sure that all their lights are turned off, um, or they'll make sure their garage door is closed or something like that, that they'll just obsess over these thoughts so much that they'll perform these actions, even though these actions have nothing to do with what they're thinking. Um, and so it's actually a very exhausting and trapping, um, and I hate using the word disorder because yeah. it has such a negative connotation to it, but it's a, it's a very um, difficult to deal with just mental state. There we go. Um, but even though it is very difficult to deal with, I've learned um, and thank God that I've overcome. Um, it's still, you know, it still pops up here and there sometimes in my life, but I've learned to realize and I'd give advice to anyone who on here who's watching this who does struggle with OCD. Um, that first of all, um, you're not abnormal. It's okay. And you're not going crazy, even though you're having all of these crazy thoughts. Um, you're not crazy. Second of all, I would say and just remind you that your thoughts are just thoughts. And even though they may scream at you and yell at you to do all of these different things and you feel that urge to do it because if you don't, something bad will happen. I would encourage you to not do what your thoughts tell you because you just have to remind yourself over and over that they're just thoughts um, and they're not true. And, um, and it's gonna be hard at first and it's gonna get harder before it gets easier. But the more you start ignoring your thoughts, the easier it's gonna get to not listen to them. Um, and finally, I just like to say to all of those who are struggling that you are special and you are loved and that there is nothing wrong with you and that you're going to do great things in life and that this is not going to hinder you or stop you. Um, and I would encourage you to even use it to help others who are going through the same thing. Okay, I just want to say, wow, that advice is absolutely so amazing. But the way you explained OCD is so different than the way anybody else explains it you made it so that you could really understand it. As someone who has never experienced living with OCD and who's seen the stereotypes on TV, in the media, seen all the jokes. Um, remember when they came out that clothing that was like OCD was obsessive Christmas disorder. Yeah. First thing, you know, when they play yeah. around with it and they've stigmatized it so much. So there's really this lack of understanding. And as someone who doesn't struggle with it and doesn't live with it, I could never fully understand it the same way you do, but the way you explained it brings a whole new level of insight because a lot of people don't realize that sometimes the compulsions have nothing to do with the obsessive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes when like on the big bang theory, when children had a knock three times on the door before a lot of people made that into this giant joke, but there was like this whole big stigma towards it. And no one ever took the time to really explain why those three knocks might have been so important in his mind. And I think you really just put a lot into perspective. So thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's true. It is really stigmatized. And I think, you know, I am still a lot of people, like a lot of my family members and a lot of um, my friends don't really even know I have OCD simply because I, um, again, like before this year, I didn't even want to talk about it. Um, and so I think it, there were times when people would make those jokes of OCD and take it lightly. And, 
you know, I always understand like that people don't mean it in a, in a bad way, but there were moments where I was like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like that you like that. That's not what OCD is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I could bring some, some insight and perspective and that if you ever see someone be really like, do some really weird actions that don't make sense. A lot of the time it makes sense to them. I just thank you so much for using your voice to spread awareness and to bring so much hope and encouragement to individuals living with OCD and living with mental illness in general, because a lot of people have used the word disorder and illness, which although it's what it is, there is so much stigma and negative connotation towards it. So to change it and say it's an ability, it's something that makes you unique, that makes you special, that gives you this advantage where you can now take your past, your trauma, your struggle and use it to help somebody else and make a difference is just so absolutely amazing. And I'm so inspired by you. Oh, thank you. I would also like to add that um, if anyone on here is watching, that is a person who, who is really interested in helping people with OCD, like the best way that you can do that. Um, I think a lot of the time our go-to because we want to help people feel included is the first thing we say is um, you're not alone or you like I've gone through I've been depressed too or I've been anxious too or I've had those thoughts too like it's no big deal you're not alone Um, and while that like it probably has really good intention behind it I think the most important thing for someone who struggles with OCD a lot of the time is just to acknowledge that what they're going through is an actual struggle because in their mind, they, you know, in the mind of someone with OCD, you think you're crazy. Um, and someone coming and saying, Oh, I have those thoughts too. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like you're okay. It kind of minimizes the struggle that someone with OCD is going through. And so I would just encourage people who want to help out that if someone is courageous enough to tell you what is going on through their head to really just acknowledge it and listen and realize that to them it's the hardest thing they've ever gone through and the last thing they really want to hear is that um that it's not that big of a deal um and then after that you know after they've felt comfortable enough to share and you've listened and acknowledged that then it's okay to be like and there's other people that, you know, that can sympathize with you and empathize with you because they've had those thoughts too. But I think it's really important, first of all, to acknowledge um, that it is a struggle and that it is a big deal because in their mind it is. That's absolutely amazing advice. And I think that will help so many people because one of the biggest issues with the stigma and the negative connotation around mental illness in general is that there's a lack of education, understanding. People don't know how to have these conversations and how to be supportive. And it's not because they don't want to be. It's because they weren't taught. Our school systems don't teach this. There's not a course you can really go in and take on how to help someone who's struggling. So I think that advice will just help so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. You are absolutely incredible. And I'm just so honored that you came on and did this with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a really, really great time. Um, and I can't wait to see 
where Inspiring My Generation is going to go in the future. I know that it's going to grow a lot because you're doing an amazing job with it.